welcome to the podcast and thanks for tuning in. I am Paul Drake, your host. This is the LLB Project. It's your birthright. Now this is an acronym for live happy, live life without regret and become happy every day because you deserve to live the life by your terms or at least discover who you want to be and to live your passions. All right, hello, welcome to the podcast. My name is Paul Drake. I am your host. Today I'm interviewing Roman, who is um, someone I've only recently started to connect with. Um, he also has a podcast as well, which we'll uh, get into in a little bit and ask him about it. And yeah, I just want to see his points of view on the questions that I've got for him and just see yeah, if he can create value and bring you value to help you out in your life. So hello, Roman. Welcome to the show and uh, pleased to have you on. Yeah. Hi, Paul. My pleasure. Yeah, good. Um, before um, anything, can you just tell us a bit about yourself to um, like tell the viewers and audience and stuff like that? Um, I am a relationship coach. I'm located in Toronto, Canada, and I help people create amazing and enviable relationships. I've been a fan of self-improvement for, for many years, and one reason is that I I was able to use the self-improvement tools to get myself out of depression twice, out of mild depression twice. Yeah, and I, I now use my you know, self-improvement experiences to bring the best ideas to my clients. Yeah, it's good, I like that. I think, I think if you can experience yourself, then I think it gives you that extra little bit of edge because you've used tools and techniques to help yourself which then can help other people see how like that so um how long have you been doing it for and would you say you love it and would you say it's like a career path that you say you are very happy with doing yeah yeah i think you know just in general doing personal growth and doing self-improvement and helping people without it is my general passion and <clears throat> And I especially love to help people with relationships because I've spent about six years since my divorce, you know, learning this whole arena of relationships. And I love to, to apply that knowledge with my clients. Um, so with, uh, it's up to you if you want to be going to like the personal aspects of it, when you were um, divorcing, um, your other half was it would, would would you say that's probably one of the points of where you ended up getting depressed or was that like a different stage of your life when you um might come out of depression or you, you know after divorcing i i didn't really get depressed mm. it, it felt bad of course it felt bad it felt bad especially one week after getting a divorce that was painful but as time passed, you know, I felt, I felt better. Mm. So maybe in three weeks to one month, I felt better because, you know, like there, there was no sharp pain anymore. Mm. I didn't feel that anymore, but you know, as time, as time passed, I realized that I was, th I, I was thinking about my mistakes the mistakes that I did in the relationship that led to the divorce. And um, so a, di a sort of different pain emerged because like regret mm. and understanding all those, you know, all my blunders 
that I that I had made in my in my marriage. So yeah, that was a different sort of pain that I felt. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. I can I can definitely understand that. I think with with that comes like the realization to think that everything seemed like you were doing, I guess everything, I guess you were thinking to yourself that I was doing everything that I could to maybe save the marriage. But then when you kind of look back and you looked and you thought, well, maybe I couldn't, I could have done more or I could have done things differently. And I think it's definitely an eye opener to realize, you know what, maybe I could have handled things differently because it's just, it's just one of them that you don't realize until it's there. It's like quite, quite, quite a big one on that one. So yeah, I can definitely see that one. So would you say that you're happy right now in your life like with everything that's going on and you're moving forward and you've got your life coaching and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite happy. Mm. I, I, I still, I still have of course space to improve, but mm. in general, yes. Do you feel like, um, the things that have led you to this point needed to happen to get you to this point? Or did you feel like maybe if they, didn't happen, you wouldn't have got to this point or they would have still ended up rolling and coming into this like, way of what you're doing? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Actually, what, what I like is, in general is that I don't think about the past too much. Okay. Because, because that helps me you know, stay in the present. And, you know, so this, this, kind, of, this kind of question it's not something that I normally ask myself, but now that you ask it, I would say that, yes, I needed those things to happen, especially because in my marriage, I, I, could, I couldn't be happy really because I was treating my wife as if she were a man, mm. which could never work. So we might have lasted for maybe two or three more years, but we would have divorced anyway. Mm. So I, I, I did, I did need this experiences. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, cool. Because uh, I've, I've, uh, I've kind of like been doing a lot of like learning and trying to better myself and try to, you know, try and think of what's happened in the past. And I can't, and what I've been reading about is things like from, it depends on how you look at it and how you perceive everything, but it's down, comes down to like what the universe is putting in front of you to then, if you, you need them things to then make you better in the long run. So it's kind of like it's set. So you, something happens, you think to yourself, that's either good or bad, but then that's exactly what you need in your life at that specific moment in time to then move forward. So yeah, I, I like, um, I like to look and see if not, as you said, dwell on the past, because dwelling on the past can just lead to just being constantly miserable or constantly regretting and stuff like that. Like you said. So yeah, I totally agree with that. It's Depressed. not, yeah, exactly. And so, you kind of have to look at it, get the perspective from it and think, right, what can I learn from this? What can I do? And then kind of move forward from right there, really. So yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Um, so this question is a bit of a, like a random question, but what areas in your life would you say, if you had a magic wand, someone could give you a magic wand right now, would you use the magic wand to change an aspect of your life or would you say you don't want the magic wand? You'd rather learn and experience life and get to that point anyway. So it's a bit of a, like, because some people, when I asked this question yesterday, were like one of them that it was either one or other way. And you could think to yourself, right, well, if I didn't, 
if I didn't use the magic wand, I'd learn and grow better. Or would I use the magic wand and just clear it and like get it now? So I'm just wondering what you'd, if you'd use it or if you wouldn't or. I don't think that I would use it because, no. because that, that would be boring. That would be boring. It won't be, it won't be fair <laughs> as well. So yeah, I'd rather build the things that I want in myself and like in my life in general by, by taking the effort. That's what I want. Because I, 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 yeah, I want to take the effort. I want to take action. I want to, to get those experiences that will build my character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it gives you a bit more like, appreciation for the, for the end of it then, don't yeah. you? So exactly. Yeah. yeah that's the, that's a good good answer. I like that. It's just it's one of the things that you're unsure because you think, well, if I had the magic wand, I could get to that point where I wanted to be. But then, would I be happy and appreciate the answer? It's like it's a bit of a it's a bit, a bit of one of them questions that you just don't know what other people might answer and stuff. So yeah, that's cool. Um, so say um, what's it? We've connected and stuff like that. What would you say? And what would you do to say if we could both help each other, or if I could help you, or if you could help me? What what sort of things? would we do to maybe like help each other out and stuff? Mm. Well, you know, right now I feel a little bit anxious and uh, let's see whether you can like share your thoughts about this. So right now I'm in Canada okay, and my parents, my 10 year old son and my brother, my younger brother, they're all in Russia and I am, I'm quite worried about them because of this virus crisis. Mm, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, the way I'd say about uh, the anxiety of that, I think it's about, you've got to acknowledge it because if you don't, then it's kind of like you either bury it. I put a post on the other day where they, they said about feelings, you put it into a glass bottle and then it'll last a million years. You bury it down. It's just going to keep staying there. It's just not going to, it's just not going to come out. Whereas if you acknowledge like the anxieties and knowing that you um, you are not the only one with these anxieties as well. So it's kind of like there's people um, who are feeling the same thing. So you don't want to feel like you are the only one because when you feel like you're the only one as well, you kind of then start getting inside yourself even more and start thinking this, this isn't good. How am I going to deal with this and stuff like that. So for that, I'd say the best way is to just try and, well, can you speak to them more frequently and stuff like that with via phone and stuff like that kind of ease it. But I think trying to stay away from media as well, where it comes to the news and try to like stay away from all that negativity. Cause that kind of just then just ends up going over your head in more and more and more as well, because you're constantly thinking about like what you can, what you can like do in a situation where you feel helpless because they're there and you're here and it's like, well, you're watching all this news and you're hearing about the, maybe more the death tolls or maybe this and other that's going on in all these other countries. And then it kind of just, it kind of makes you feel even more helpless and you feel even more anxious inside because you're then thinking to yourself, right, well, I still can't do anything. So I think it's just, just trying to change the anxiety more into maybe more like positive thoughts that we have got the technology these days. So you can like speak to people over the video and you can kind of like, you can see them. I know it doesn't take away the worry that the coronavirus is out there, but it kind of instills in you that you can see him. You can still tell him that you love him. You can still like 
you can still have that sort of connection, a bit better of a connection than say if it were just like on a phone and you can't see him and stuff. So um, that's probably what I'd say is probably best to try and ease off the anxiety of it. I don't yeah. know if that's helped. I don't know if that's helped or if there's anything like more that you might need or. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, 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 these two points are very good. I like them. So you're saying that I need to talk to them more, right? And uh, I need to, to get away from social media and all the bad news, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you can obviously see a little bit, but I think when you end up watching all of it over and over and over again, every day, it just seems to build up and build up yeah. and build up. It just seems to, you never seem the end point because it just constantly keeps coming. Whereas you can maybe have a quick five, 10 minute fix if you need to just make sure everything's okay and what's over and everything like that. But then try and live your life and try to move forward in what you're doing and try and learn and try and like develop at the same time as like try to like push like try and push the anxiety more towards a positive side that you can still speak to him, you can still do this and whatever else. So I don't know if that's what about let's say worries about that the situation back in Russia can be very difficult because uh you know, because the healthcare system is not is not very good over there. What what would you say? Hmm. That's the good thing about being in the UK. We've got NHS, so it is paid for. So that's that's one of the benefits of say being over in this country. I don't know if what you've got in Canada is that some. If you got anything like that, would you have to pay for it over there, or is it something? I don't know what Canada's are like, but. I think the best thing to do is if you can afford maybe to give them private care over there, if you can, then maybe go down that route. Um, I'm not too sure on that one, to be fair. I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit stumped because I feel like they can give the best care that they can give, but then it may not necessarily be the best as what other people can give, but then it's about trying to make sure that he's not around people who've got it. Does he, can he stay inside? Can he stay away from it? And, does he need to go out and see people? And I don't know if have they stopped going to school and stuff in Russia as well. Or yes, they're yeah. they're in in lockdown. Complete it's, lockdown. Yeah, we don't have lockdown in Toronto because mm. so everyone can go outside, everyone can go to work basically. Mm. But in Russia, it's a like a national lockdown. Mm. Yeah, we've got a national mm-hmm. lockdown over here, but there's certain things that can. Like some people can go to work if it's a necessity, like if they're dealing with stuff. And but generally, most people are at home, so we're on the same similar thing. But um, I'm not, I'm not too sure on that one. I've kind of, I'd say, given the best I can give because I'm not sure on what their healthcare is like over there. So I don't know if there is a better solution for their healthcare. Um, I don't know. Have you got any advice? If anyone's like in the same situation, what you found that of helped you out or that you can kind of give people to say, if this has happened, then you can kind of like do it this way and this way, or are you, are you still figuring it out yourself? Exactly. I'm still figuring it out myself because th- that's why I'm worrying. Mm. Yeah. Because um, in Russia, you don't want to get sick in general. And you don't want you, you right now. You don't want to get sick, especially with mm. the coronavirus, because they, they they don't really have the resources, both human resources and and just healthcare resources like equipment. Mm. They don't have it. 
you think when I say I'd say he's pretty being ten they say it's like when you're younger it's not as like as at risk as what you are when you're older, but even still you don't want your child to catch you. I've got two kids and I wouldn't want them for them to catch it just in case something like did happen. So it's it is one of them where you think, well, they are better off, but that doesn't still mean anything in the, the whole situation or anything like that. So um so yeah, if you wanna um so right now I'd say that's like a roadblock that um is in your life, but you've told me a little bit about um, your divorce and um, about your depression and stuff. I was wondering if maybe you've had any earlier roadblocks before, say, your depression and stuff that kind of led you to that point to where you were, if you know what I mean. If, 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 if anything, like any, anything's happened in your life that you'd say, well, well, you've lived in Russia, so that must have been hard enough. But I'm saying if there's anything that's um, like anything extra that has either molded you into the person you are now or has caused a massive problem in, in your life. Uh, I had one problem about one year and a half ago. I, I started running excessively. So I, I ran almost every day and I ran about, about 10 kilometers every day and even more on Sundays. And as a result, my energy levels dropped a lot. And I, I was sort of, now I, I was pushing myself too much and that, you know, drove me into a mild depression. That was one of my depressions. And yeah, that, that was huge. And at that point, you know, something clicked in me and I realized that, you know, pushing myself too much is not healthy for mm -hmm. me at all. So the, the first realization was that I needed to, you know, to be really kind to myself. Because as, as a high-performing person, I, I really usually tend to push for results. So I, I do need the, that kindness. Mm. And, and the second realization was, I, I'm, I'm not sure why this you know, came about, but the realization was that I started to be more accepting, maybe because I was tired all the time. Uh, and... Uh, I didn't have the energy to, you know, to judge other people, to fight how they are. So I started to appreciate them more. Yeah, that's good. That that's a good. You know, it's like it's kind of like it's kind of like um, we call it. We I don't really want to like. <laughs> it's a bit crude, but we over here we call it like a shit sandwich. So what happens is you have like a <laughs> like you have a good part. But then something bad that happens, but then on the other side, you end up having a good part again. So it's like you've gone, you found something that was good, you did your running, but then it led into you doing too much, too tired, too fatigued. And But then as you were coming out, you realized and it gave you more appreciation of other people because you were like, you were not, you were too tired to really like worry about what other people were doing and their judgments and stuff like that. You were more constant. So yeah, that's good. That. So what did you use, say, like tool-wise or anything that you used to like, bring yourself out of like that, that depression? Did you just try and eat more healthily or did you take some coaching or like anything like that to try and like, bring yourself back up? Yeah, one thing that helped me was, uh, you know, listening to, the, to Stephen Covey's book, mm. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Because it's, um, you know, acceptance and being grateful is one of the one of the pillars of that book. And 
the examples that Stephen Covey gave in that book, they, they really helped me, you know, and uh, I, I've read it many times and I, I had read it before, you know, before getting into that depression, but it, it was exactly during that depression that somehow it finally clicked, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I think, I think that's that. That's one of the books that I've actually been looking at myself. I've got like a list of books that I want to read. So that's cool. I, I won't mind reading that. So would you say, um, have you done anything else towards um, like that reader, or have you managed to like? Hang on a second. Um, yeah, have you managed to like get do anything else towards that reader, or have you literally just read that one book, or have you got mentoring from someone else, or have you just literally like just? Well, yeah, actually, I've got, I've got mentoring because mm. I have this great friend who is a little bit older than me, and he's he, he's very wise, he's very intelligent, and he he knows a lot about psychology. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so, yeah, so we we talked a lot at, during that period, and he gave me a lot of insights. Yeah. So, mentoring was big for me. Yeah. In terms good. of overcoming that. I think it's something that quite a lot of people don't want to go towards because they feel maybe insecure that someone else is helping them out. We're quite, we're quite stubborn and set in our own ways that we, we don't want to accept other people's help, even though, exactly. even Especially though there's men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll agree with that. You're like, so, so big stubborn that, nope, I can do this myself. I'm, I'm like, it's a macho thing, maybe an ego thing. I don't know, but it's more like, yeah, no, I am going to be able to do this myself, but, I strongly agree. I think that having a mentor or having maybe books or courses and things like that in your life to help you progress, uh, like a, a necessity because you can only get so far in your life from say the people that's around you, say in your close family and friends, because they've only got certain places. But if you want to go somewhere else then you have to take that next step, learning from someone else before you can then, achieve like that next level of whatever you're like planning to do sort of thing so yeah um so would you say um what would you say you've struggled with most of the years you think it was um the the depression or do you think that i don't know what what would you say is the most that you've like like, like have struggled with the most like it could be a pers personality trait, it could be like anything, an attitude or just anything that, like mine's, mine's self-sabotage. So I like kind of like self-sabotage myself. So I'll go so far and then I'll uh, end up trying to beat myself down. You're not smart enough, you're not good enough, everything like that. So I'm just wondering, sorry, I interrupted you then. What, what was you going to say? I would say it's my scarcity mindset. Hmm. I, I, I was born in, in the Soviet Union where we, like we had short shortage of everything mm. good shortage and i remember how you know i went out to get bread just bread and i had to uh to go around like a, a very very big district and i had to hit maybe four grocery shops four, four grocery stores to get the bread and I, I would spend like two or three hours just to get a loaf of bread yeah wow yeah and since then uh, yeah, I've been struggling with my scarcity mindset. It has been better recently, hmm. but yeah, I, I still have, I, I still have a way, a, quite a long way to go improving myself in this area. Hmm. Do you think that's from 
maybe your parents and stuff like that have kind of instilled it in you from a young age that you need to be, you know, more like careful. How do you like use things? You've got to be more sparingly with this. You've got to make sure this lasts longer. And because as you say, when you're in Russia, it, it's not as, um, like it's not as wealthy as what it is in like other countries. So you have to try and be a bit more. So do you think it's more from them? That's kind of like instilled it into you and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And they're actually, they instilled it in me when I was, when I was young and they're, they're still, <laughs> they're still doing that. Yeah. Mm. That's the thing. I think because, because they've, it's one of the things, it's like a never ending cycle. If you've had parents that have done it to you and then their parents have done it before them and their parents have done it before them, it's like, where does the cycle end before it ends up being, then it goes the other way of where, say if you're in, like another country where you've got like everything. So you've come from nothing and you've gone into everything. Then do you then spoil your kids? And then do you then teach them that it doesn't matter about anything? So then they're just spoiled over and over again. And they pass it on to their kids. So it's either goes from one, one end to the other, instead of just trying to, like, I don't know. Like, that's the thing I'm, I'm, I'm sort of dealing with a little bit as well. Like I want to give my kids um, the most and the best they can, but I also don't want them to think that everything is just given to them and everything that's is just literally just, um, it, they don't have to appreciate what they've got because they've got enough of it. So uh, it, it's a, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. It's a balance, right? You need to hit the sweet spot. Mm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, all right. So then the next one was, uh, about how do you think you could either, to help other people or uh how would you do it yourself how would you like reconnect with yourself to find happiness so like what what would you maybe advise other people or what would you say that you've used for yourself to try and reconnect with yourself and trying to find happiness you know my my go-to method for becoming happier is actually feeling more discomfort hmm you know, exposing myself to discomfort intentionally. So this, what I do on a regular basis is that I do intermittent fasting. I do, I expose myself to cold, like mm -hmm. taking a, a cold shower or just getting outside in my shorts, <laughs> especially when it's cold, like it, <laughs> it is right now. Yeah, I'll bet. And uh, I also do breathing exercises like hypoxia. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do I do believe that you know um, I, f I feel happier after those after those moments hmm. because it's it's like you know if we take if we take our happiness as a line that that goes like this, yeah. So for example, we. So the line goes like this. Then we do something that's very, very exciting. Like, I don't know, we eat, we do a very, very sweet ice cream, right? So we go, uh, we get a very, we get a lot of pleasure, right? Yeah, yeah, a spike, right? But when we go back, our mind says, what's next, mm. right? So, and, and our basic level of content and basic level of pleasure it doesn't feel as good as that ice cream, right? Yeah. But if, if you go outside and you feel a lot of discomfort because you're cold, going back to that basic level of contentment feels 
good. Mm. So yeah, that's my, well, that's my philosophy. Yeah, I know I like it. It's like getting comfortable with the uncomfortable because it's kind of like bringing you into that, um, as you said, bringing you back up to where you should be instead of, instead of being up there where it, it, trying to chase something that is maybe never going to happen again. You want to be more comfortable where you are and just enjoying everything that's... Yeah, so yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, I, I love that. That's good. Now, where would you say... In your life right now, you would want to maybe improve on the most. Right, this is our last question. Where would you think? Where would you think that you'd like to improve on the most? And this could be absolutely anything. You know, I, as a fan, again going back to this discomfort philosophy, I think I would. Yeah, I'd love to build more self-discipline. I think I am. I'm, I'm quite good with it. Mm. Quite good at my self-discipline. But I still, I, I, I still am. I'm still sure that I need to. I need a development in this area. Mm. What do you okay. think? I think, yeah, I think. Well, if it's something that you've like consciously thought about, and you kind of think, I'd like to be maybe more disciplined at this and maybe not procrastinate on other things or try to, I think discipline is one of them that you need to have it to achieve any, any goal or any success or anything that you want, because it can take, well, it could take years to get to the point where you are, but then it doesn't take long to then start dropping back down to where you might have been if you didn't keep the discipline there. And um, I like to listen to uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yes, I heard yeah. the name. Yeah. yeah. Um, he talks about like you start off living in, say, like a mood or you start living in sort of like, um, like it, it, it's like a, like a, then from, from a mood, it turns into like a habit. So once it comes, performs into a habit, then that's when it starts becoming into more of a personality trait. So it's like discipline. So you kind of like gone through the stages of, right, I want to change. Or I want to do this and that and other. So it becomes like a, like something that you want to do. It's not really instilled in you. And then the next stage is it becomes more of a more of a mood and a, like a habit. And then mm -hmm. after that, it becomes more of like a personality and stuff like that. So I think the more discipline that you say you have, I think it definitely stays there for long because it becomes more of a personality like trait. And you, yeah. so uh, like uh, I definitely agree. It's one of them that is a needs must for anything that you do. If you don't have the discipline there you'll find them excuses. Oh, well, I'll not bother doing that. It's like people going to a gym and stuff like that. I'll not go today. I'll just, uh, I'll just stay at home today or uh, I'll eat that cake and whatever else. And I, I found it quite a lot because I was a personal trainer at the time and I, I, I'd be speaking to people, oh, have you been to the gym this week? And they'd be like, oh, no, I've not had time or I've not done this. And then I'd think to myself, well, I, you don't want to judge people because it's not nice judging people, but you kind of think, well, you'll not get the results that you want because you're not putting in the effort and then you'll, I'll be the first person to blame because you, cause you've come to me for personal training, but yet you're telling me that you're not getting results, but you're not putting in the work. You're not putting the discipline to, to get the results that you want. So, um, yeah, discipline is definitely a big one for me. And I think because I've been a personal trainer, it kind of, I, I take that on board and I kind of think, right, I need to, I need to be disciplined at this. And sometimes you can go other ways as well. I think if you've got too much discipline, you can kind of get like, like tunnel visioned and then you neglect other things as well. Like I've done it quite a bit where 
I've got too, too focused on this one task and then I've ignored maybe the kids or ignored something else and I've kind of neglected other things that needed like my attention, but instead I've been too disciplined, too focused on that one, like that one thing. So yeah. as you were talking about earlier, it's trying to find like a balance between like certain things and yeah. Let's say if there's anything that you want to like finish the podcast with or are you happy or? Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Was, was, was a pleasure. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Thank you. Well, thanks. Uh, th- thanks for joining me on today. Where can people find you? Like any social medias, any, like any courses or anything that you do? I'm wondering what you're, what you're doing that you can tell everyone. Yeah. The, the best way is to go to my website, which is romanmiranov.com. R-O-A, R-O-M-A-N. M-I-R-O-N-O-V.com. And from there, you can go to use my links to go to my social media profiles. Okay, then cool. That's, uh, that's good. Are you doing anything, anything up and new that's coming or are you like, doing anything that's, that's, like, that's new? No, not at the moment. Okay, cool. All right, then, guys. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate you being on, Roman. And, uh, yeah, I hope to see you all again soon. Yeah, it's been a privilege. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good stuff.